0: of December, we've had the 25th, and the time is, what is the time? 3.30, and God is here. But are you still waiting? But are you still waiting? Earlier this, uh, earlier this week, it might have been next week actually, Hannah. But um, was it last week or this week? doesn't matter. Uh, Recently, Hannah came to me, um, and she just said she was feeling overwhelmed. And she said, you know, I I just said, oh, you know, uh, tell me more. What's going on? What, you know, what stuff have you got on? Tell me more. And um, so she began to list out all the things that were going on, you know. Obviously, all this stuff leading up to Christmas, there's presents to buy for people, there's um surprise presents to buy for people who didn't you didn't expect to get you stuff um there's uh uh there's things she had to do for work um there were things that i wanted her to do which she didn't think were that important (laughs) she had all these things um and she they were just all coming in at her at once and so i decided to share with her uh, a little a method called called the Eisenhower Matrix. Anyone heard of this? No? Well, you're in you're in luck because I'm going to show you what it's about. <laughs> so basically, I told her um, take some time out and just begin to plan your tasks in priority order, and you can use the Eisenhower Matrix to do this. I'm going to pull this back. Everyone, everyone see that? Yeah. Okay, so what you've got to do is, uh, imagine a, a table like this, and on here you've got urgent, this pen's too big. Urgent, <coughs> non-urgent, important, And, important. and so I said, take each of the tasks, everything you've got to do, and decide if, if it's urgent and important, then you have to do it. If it's not urgent and important, then you schedule it. Why did you that wrong? You schedule it. If it's urgent but unimportant, you consider whether you can delegate it. And that means to get someone else to do it for you, basically, which is always a nice thing to be able to do. But if it's not urgent, and it's also not important, Don't do it. Just drop it. (laughs) exactly. (laughs) That's the fun one. So, um, as you can imagine, like I would, if I was in Hannah's situation, I was a bit of reluctance, uh, and maybe a little bit of procrastination, but fair play to her, she said, "Right, I'm going to go do it. So she went and did it. And a couple of hours later, she came back to me, and I said, so are you still feeling overwhelmed? No. Imagine what it was like to feel like Hannah. She'd had all of these tasks, all of them, all coming in at once. And all of them were screaming at her. Do me now! You know, I need to be done. Um, and just imagine now. Take a moment to imagine what it would be like for you to take every single one of your responsibilities, your tasks, the things you'd like to do, the things you have to do, and give them a time when they're supposed to be done. So you've got. Right, that thing I need to do, that's going to be done Tuesday. This thing, I'm going to talk to so-and-so, they're going to do that. Um, On Sunday, I'm going to rest. Uh, On this day, I'm going to do that fun thing. Just imagine for a moment now what it would feel like to have absolutely all of that completely done. To devote hours to it, till you get to the end of that task, Gets the end of the task, you realise there's nothing for right now. So a few hours later, she came back to me and said, "Are you still overwhelmed?" "Nope." So we've just come out of Advent, and throughout Advent, um, I had an Advent candle with twenty-four numbers. Mm. And the idea is that each day you you light the candle and it burns down one number at a time, um, and the whole purpose of that then, obviously, is for us to start anticipating and get excited about what's happening on the twenty fifth, right? It's it's about um, yeah, getting excited about it. Now, on my candle there was not a number 25. Can you guess what was in place of the number 25? On my candle, it was a, a small nativity scene. And as I lit that 25, the flame lit a little nativity from inside and it began to glow. And a little manger, baby Jesus in it, was light, full of light. So the practice of Advent is is about anticipating that future day when God arrives among us. yeah, When Jesus comes. And Jesus has come. But it's a dress rehearsal, isn't it? Because we already knew Jesus was here, (laughs) he already has come. But it's like a dress rehearsal for the real thing. um, you know, maybe it's like uh, planning a date night with your partner. You can always be together, but there's a different type of togetherness that you're preparing for. And we've just been through this season of Advent together, where every day there's tasks to be done, preparations to be made, and, you know, the world comes in on us as we usually get so busy, and we're preparing our hearts for the coming of God. We had the arrival of Jesus booked into our calendars, but now it's come, and God is here. Are you still waiting? So I just wanted to give some time today for us to be with him. No agenda, no, just pure adoration. Oh, come, let us adore him. Just beholding like they all did in the manger. What can you do with a baby apart from look (laughs) and enjoy? Just pure being. Being So God has arrived. It's time to put away our calendars. Stop postponing our time with God and stop placing our hope in some future time when God's going to arrive. God has arrived. But it's a strange idea, isn't it, that that God would come as a little child, a vulnerable child. What sort of saviour is this in a little child? When we look at baby, baby Jesus, God coming in a child, as a human, in a human body like ours, surely if God can live in him, so too he can live in us. And this is the miracle of Christmas, isn't it? Mm. That the infinite can be born in the finite, can make its home in the small things too. Mm. And when we recognise this, it's God. we can see it as God's way of saying absolutely all of this The stuff of life is completely, emphatically, royally blessed from within. It is good. God can live here. Hmm. The miracle is that such treasure can be stored in jars of clay, as it says in the New Testament. So it's time. The time is now. No more to-dos and schedules and covenants and engagements where to be with God now. We say, I am a temple of the Holy Spirit. So let's go to temple.
1: <laughs>
0: let's be in the temple. Um, you know, like David says, he longs to be in the house of the Lord all the days of our lives. But somehow we know that this this house is, is actually not just a building. It's made of our own beings. You'll, you'll have heard us talk about the word contemplative recently. To be contemplative um, means to be in the temple. Contemplative. And what is in the temple? But God. That's where God resides. our salvation. This is what God has shown us. That the new temple is the human person. Mm, praise God. Amen. It is. Isn't that good? Mm. <clears throat> you know, this is our temple right now, but um, we've always got the temple. <laughs> and Jesus says, the kingdom of heaven is within you. It means Here at hand, always within reach, always available. Thank you, Angie, for praying earlier, always available, always available. So let's, let's pray. And there's no rules right now for how, how we should pray. How, how do you be? I can't tell you how to be with God. It's like me telling you how to have a relationship with someone else, it's like intruded. You are just going to be now. And as I'm speaking, don't wait, just be with God. Just be with the one who's always been here with you in your heart. And who always will be. That Paul was praying. Always will be. There's no special formula, like the right words or any of that. No qualifications. Drop all of the formula and all of the tactics of the conversation, just be. After all, when we look at where God did arrive, was it in the synagogue or the sanctuary? Was it with a great parade and advertisements? No, it was in the everyday, the mundane, the ordinary places, the quiet and the humble stable. And who noticed the arrival first? Was it the religious people? You know, the very clever people, the philosophers or the politicians? No, it was the attentive ones, the ones who were ready, available, humble, from whatever background they came from far away because they listened and they were waiting. And that's God's way, it's God's way with us, always available among us now, here. So, let's just imagine for a moment what it felt like to be Hannah again. To have all those tasks, things to do, settled. Just drop them now. They can be picked up later. But now we're doing a different thing. We're going to be with God now. So yeah, I put here, let's spend some time now practicing just being with our loving God. The one in whom we live and move and have our being. I'm just going to read out a little bit of a hymn and then I thought we could have a few minutes of quiet just to carry on as you are. Truly, he taught us to love one another. His law is love and his gospel is peace. Change shall he break, for the slave is our brother. And in his name all oppression shall cease. Sweet hymns of joy, in grateful chorus raise we. Let all within us praise his holy name.